0: Hello and welcome to The Addicted Austinite, your one stop podcast for all things Jane Austen. This week's episode is a review of the 1996 film version of Emma. So let's dive right in. Oh, and uh, spoilers ahead, obviously. <laughs> As ever, we start with the basics first. Uh, This film was produced by Matchmaker Films, very aptly, and distributed by Miramax. Uh, Its first release was on the 2nd of August, 1996. Uh, I won't tell you how old I was at the time. Apparently, it has a nasty habit of making people feel old. (laughs) Uh, the music of the film was done by Rachel Portman, and it had an absolutely star-studded cast. Like you couldn't fit any more famous people into this film, uh, including but not limited to, obviously uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Alan Cumming, Tony Collette, Ewan McGregor, and Jeremy Northam. This film did quite well in the reviews on. Average, uh, it has an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes and 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. And according to one public review, even though it's set in England, it's really fun. I don't know whether to be insulted or not there. And on the topic of this being set in England, uh, I thought we should address uh, the American in the room. Um, As with Bridget Jones's Diary, um, another Jane Austen-related film we've already looked at, uh, go and give that uh, review a listen if you have a spare five minutes, as with that film, there were some reservations about this version of Emma because... There was an American playing the lead role, um, and she, Emma, was such a beloved and decidedly English character. I mean, no insult to American actresses, it's more of a cultural thing. Um, I was going to say that it would be like an Englishman playing an American president, but I think uh, Daniel Day-Lewis has ruined that analogy for me. But back to Gwyneth Paltrow, whatever misgivings there were about her casting, I think she did a rather good job. Um, When I first saw the movie uh, as a little girl, I didn't have any idea who Gwyneth Paltrow was. And uh, I didn't actually realise that she wasn't British. Um, She did such an okay. job. Job to my little ears. Um, looking at it now, well, as I'm older, it's perhaps not the best of British impressions, but Gwyneth Paltrow really fits into that role. In a case of uh, life imitating art, as it were, uh, the ill fated relationship advice of Emma is somewhat mirrored by uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's. Um, questionable health advice. (laughs) Please, guys, don't put those eggs anywhere. (laughs) But overall, she actually does a a pretty good job. She's very charming and very airheaded, which is exactly what we want. Um, It's a good job. And Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't the only good performance in that film. Uh, For me, Jeremy Northam was a brilliant Mr Knightley. As we've talked about before with other movie reviews, there is a tendency to mismatch the ages of the leading characters in Jane Austen adaptations. Um, in our Sense and Sensibility review, we looked at how, even though he did a very good A brilliant job. Alan Rickman was just far too old to be uh, Colonel Brendan. Uh, But Jeremy Northam looks absolutely perfect. There is a slight problem because I think Gwyneth Paltrow just looks slightly too old. uh, So the age gap isn't as visible. But Jeremy Northam has got that look down he really looks like a man in his mid-30s which is what he's supposed to be in the novel and um, i actually i really wish that i could go back in time uh, and ask him to do colonel brandon while he's filming emma as well because he has just got that perfect look another uh, great performance in that film was tony Uh she was absolutely so Much fun as Harriet Smith. He really believed that she was this naive, ingenue girl from the boarding school. I think she did wonderfully there as well. Uh, there is one actor who had a bit of a performance issue. Uh, personally, I didn't think he was that bad, but in interviews, uh, Ewan McGregor hasn't been overly proud of his performance as Frank Churchill uh, he explains in these interviews that he did this film because he had just finished train spotting and he wanted to do something completely different so that he didn't get so sort of typecast in the roles that he was playing in train spotting and and uh, what could be more opposite to train spotting than a Jane Austen film? So he took it, but he agreed that it was perhaps the wrong decision. Uh, he said of Emma, I-, I was terrible in it. I didn't believe a word I said. I don't think he was necessarily terrible. That was a bit sad, isn't it, to think that he didn't quite enjoy the experience of filming that. As a viewer watching, this version of Emma is certainly an enjoyable experience. Uh, Despite Ewan's self-deprecation, the acting is great and the cast really works well together. It really is an ensemble performance. There's so many great roles with great actors in them. Another thing that I like about this film is that it's a very light and happy film. Emma is usually the Austen novel that gets most treated like a comedy. Obviously, they're all satire and they're all supposed to be comedies, but um, we seem to have latched on to Emma as the comedy one. And therefore, whenever it's filmed, it's all really bright and bubbly and fun. And that is definitely reflected in the look of this film. It's wonderful... Bright colours and beautiful settings, lovely dresses. There are quite a few of those dresses that I really want to make for myself. (laughs) It's just a lovely looking film and it provides a bit of a break from all of the TV today that seems very dark and very blue. (laughs) The music. In this film is also just brilliant. I have to say, I'm not sure if there's actually a Jane Austen adaptation music score that I don't like. Um, I absolutely adore this kind of music um, and it fits so well with the film. This score is not necessarily one that I would listen to out of context, uh, say, like I do with uh, 2005 Pride and Prejudice. But it is a particularly lovely score, and I do enjoy it, and it works with the film brilliantly. Now comes the important bit, of course, as we compare the film version to the book. As to staying true to the source material, this film doesn't do a bad job, basically. It's not too egregious. As with any book-to-film movie, there were things that were left out for timing's sake. I think that is just something we have to accept at this point with these kinds of films. But I don't think they missed out anything major. Perhaps they were people's favourite bits, but it doesn't take away from the film as a whole uh, that these things aren't there, and uh, I think it's forgivable at the end of the day. One aspect, That has been picked up by critics as a criticism uh, is that the way that it's written, and due to Gwyneth Paltrow's star status when this film uh, went out, the ending of the film isn't quite as satisfying as maybe it could be. In the end, Emma doesn't seem quite as humbled as she is by the end of the novel. And I think that's a fair comment. The way that Gwyneth was viewed in the media at the time and having that star power player in that role, it makes us less inclined to find anything wrong with her. We don't want to believe that she's actually doing anything wrong to start with. So by the time she actually Tumbled and turned around. We don't think that she's done that badly to begin with, and it's not quite as satisfying uh, as it should be. It is a crucial moment of the film, this is what it's all been leading up to uh, this, this one moment, and sort of getting it wrong has the potential to ruin the whole story that's what this story hinges on however as much as Emma doesn't appear quite as humbled she is still humbled so for me uh, it hasn't ruined this film basically at the end of the day it's not the worst literary adaptation that I've seen <laughs> overall I like this film version of Emma it's fun it's pretty and it's thoroughly enjoyable it's a very good Sunday afternoon film uh, if you get my meaning there it's just a lovely one to pop on when you've got a spare couple of hours on a Sunday (laughs) it's really nice it's not perfect of course Um, it is more or less impossible at this point for book adaptations to be perfect there are so many little things to get right that we can't please everyone Though I I think it does a really good job. The characters and the acting are solid and they're believable. The look of the film is in keeping with the tone and the music provides brilliant background and emotion uh, to the scene. So to end this film review, we are going to give it an official Addicted Austenite movie score. Uh, Remember, this is marked out of eight uh, for Jane and her siblings, uh, James being the lowest and uh, Charles being the highest. So this film is getting a rating of Cassandra, so this is five out of eight. It's a very respectable score, and I am happy to say that I would recommend this film to anybody that likes Emma. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Addicted Austenite. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you'd like to share your comments, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Catherine Price Author, on Facebook is The Addicted Austenite, and on our new website, theaddictedausteniteblog.worldpress.com. I will see you next week for a new episode. And in the meantime, happy reading. Your faithful servant, the author.